Hello there, Ringside Crew. Hey, dudes at Ringside Crew, this is Davian. Hey, it's Jenny Santana. This is Alfie. This is the Savage Juggernaut, Tamaku. Ringside! Ring! This is Thomas D. Bruff. This is Billy Sarks. Mr. Shout Epic. Megan Mason. Hey everybody, Scotland's on Brody Adler. The headline in charge, Marco Mania. This is your girl, Charisma. Papa Dink, Brendan Dinker. This is according to Woods. Savannah Summers. I'm Shorty. Catherine Sachs. Where you are watching the internationally known. It's at Ringside Podcast, hosted by Metal Geek and Joe the Panther Jr. Hello there, wrestling fans. And why am I really small? And welcome to the internationally known Dudes at Ringside podcast. I'm your host, Joe the Panther the Third, And from the top of Middle Mountain, all the way down to 50, all 50 states and the globe, it's the happy heel himself, the member Geek. What's going on, Ringside crew? What's going on, internationally known? What's going on, everybody? What's going on, Joe? How's it going today? I'm good. So... Do I have to smack you and tell you get my girl's name out of your mouth? Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to add another face to the lovely referee wall. Because let's give a war. Dudes at ringside, welcome to referee Gina. Oh, okay. There I am. <laughs> there uh, go. I got to say, I like your uh, video package at the beginning. I was Thank very happy to see Thank you. Here. A lot of people like it. <laughs> we try I'm to keep a She's awesome. Yeah, we <laughs> Yeah, we try to keep a general intro. You know what I mean? Like yeah, something, something like where a lot of people. Here. All these I mean, accents, all these different people. Because that's what it is. We are internationally known, so you don't want to deceive normal people. Hey, uh, oh, 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 like pops. Okay, this is that's, it. that's one of our. Harley <laughs> is one of our regulars. She always comes in our chat. We got awesome. her from another wrestler that comes from Pennsylvania, and Adina Steele. Came on the podcast and then Harley became one of our biggest fans. And she's like, oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So cool. Well, hey, Harley, that was, that was cool. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> about that video package, I, I feel bad because I'm trying to put everyone of our guests in the video, but it's just so hard because mm-hmm. it's hard, especially because... since you have a lot of people on here. But that was fun. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to like, insult anybody. And if it'll I be half anybody, the show. It'll be like, okay, guys, gotta go. See you later. Yeah. If, if I insult anybody, we have time for one question. Well, that's all the time we got for today. I know. <laughs> if I insult anybody by not putting them in the video package, I deeply apologize. I'm sorry. I'll yeah. let him kick your ass. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just be like, dudes at ringside on that part of this show. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's just acting geek right off the poster. He's so, Gina. If our fans aren't familiar with you, introduce yourself. Hi, I am a referee, so all I really do is just yell at people and count numbers. Uh, oh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just a simplest thing. Dancing cat, yeah. Uh, so I um, come from Connecticut, currently reside in Central Florida. Then I'm going to be based out of Tennessee, Chattanooga, between uh, May 1st and the last week of June. So, uh, yeah, I was trained by Slick Wagner Brown at Test of Strength in Hartford, Connecticut, or East Hartford, some, one of those Hartfords, um, and just worked there for a while. I did stuff in Chikara during, like, the last season, uh, the last Cybernetico. Uh, worked at Beyond a few times, too. Had some lots of fun there, among other really fun things in the area, lots of Connecticut places. Uh, now I, for the most part, just do a lot of stuff at – uh, IWTV, um, and I actually am going to be working my first uh, WWN show on Friday, which is um, out of Port Ritchie, Florida. So we're going to give that a shot. Have I ever came up to Pennsylvania? Um, I came up to Pennsylvania in, oh boy, uh, I think like around like the pandemic to do taping. So the Cassandro Cup, which has been uh, streaming on IWTV, um, a bit afterwards, like when we filmed it, it was in Pennsylvania in February. And then when Camp Leap Frog was still a promotion, we did stuff there too. That's it though. And Chikara in, in Philadelphia. Um, I almost uh, died in the snow getting there. So oh, uh, you have very interesting roads 
in Pennsylvania. (laughs) I went up to Pennsylvania also recently um, to do combat fights unlimited, but it was like, it was like during the storm. Uh, So I was very lovely acquainted with this, with uh, the snow again. So that's that's my Pennsylvania experience. (laughs) If you ever get a chance to come back to PA, we have a really nice promotion. The uh, PPW. PPW. Okay. Yeah. I think it, uh, lots of hills. Okay. Yeah. I think I know about that one. Um, I know like I've been trying to get to let's hang out. Sometimes pizza party does some stuff in like Pennsylvania, New Jersey, but I was like in Connecticut. So that that's like uh, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Rhode Island, New York, New Jersey type of area. Yeah. I've heard of pizza party wrestling. <laughs> I'm okay. jealous. We should hang out with them geek. Yeah. Hello cat. All right. Bye. Uh, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, any, anyway, so it's it's such an honor to be trained by Slick Wagner Brown. How is someone being trained by Slick Wagner Brown? Oh, uh, Slick is someone who laughs, and when he laughs, um, you just have to laugh with him. He was very good at keeping people accountable, uh, but when I uh, was training with him, he wanted me to wrestle first, and I was just like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And I'm like, this is this is awful. I really don't like uh, taking bumps and stuff. But even when you trained as like um, a non-physical role, you still had to do things like that. Uh, he was a Kowalski guy, so there were particular things that um, you had to learn as a Kowalski student, like how to get out of a ring safely. A lot of people uh, get hurt <laughs> if they don't know how to do it correctly. And you really only need to know like a couple of things as a ref. So, But, yeah, it, I, I liked it a lot. I thought that he had a really good uh, class there. Um, they're doing pretty well at Wrestling Open, uh, which streams on IWTV on Thursdays, I think starting around 8 o'clock. And um, he has some students like Sammy Diaz, um, Elijah Six, and Ichiban uh, who, who go there. Um, and I think uh, they recently did some stuff for Let's Wrestle that's up in Maine. So uh, he has really good students. Um, I think I was like really the only referee that came out of that school. But he trained uh, Eddie Edwards. He trained uh, Sumi Sakai. And I did a, a show recently up there with Sumi. So it was uh, really nice to you know, see the tutelage like kind of being passed down. So I guess that's what I got to say about that. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, what would you say the toughest match you had to call is? Uh, that was uh, uh, the IWTV 100 match because it was like 90 degrees in the building. Oh, uh, it, went, it went 60 minutes. It was against um, – it was Wheeler Yuta against Daniel Garcia for the uh, IWTV championship, which was deemed the world title that same night. So – uh, I was nervous about it because um, I was expected that they were going to go long. Uh, Yuta, when he was champion, used to have like really, really long matches. And I, I was like, all right, maybe it could like last like 30 minutes before the sweat would pour. But like even just waiting to get through the announcements, I was already like dripping. Oh, geez. Uh, so that, that was really hard. They're also very intense, uh, very catch style so they're pinning as much as possible and um you know between the humidity and the heat and like everything that was going on it was it was hard (laughs) i thought it was fun though it was really fun but it was hard so so is there like anywhere in the country or the world you would like to uh travel to referee uh travel referee well i mean i'm kind of focusing on the tennessee area next uh just because um uncharted territory is going there next Interesting because I never really thought that it would leave Worcester, Massachusetts, but here we are. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm getting acquainted with that area. And the nice part about Chattanooga is like kind of like in a corner. So you got Chattanooga, then Alabama um, and Georgia. So I'll be in Georgia. Um, I guess like the, the West Coast, we were talking before the show was going in, like we were, uh, Geek was saying that he wanted to go to the West Coast. And that would be interesting. Mostly because I think I want to see it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I think it's um, interesting out there. Uh, it looks like they, you know, uh, a lot of East Coast people from the North also went out there too. So it'd be nice to uh, see how they have blossomed over there. Um, and I, I just want to see a PWB show. Sorry. It seems nuts. Um, one of the referees who was at Battle Los Angeles this year named Frank, I met him down here, like, I think a couple weeks when it was uh, when we were doing Fest in Gainesville. 
and uh, he's a zany character. I love Frank, and yeah, um, he was telling me that it was a, it was really nuts. They when they come for WrestleMania weekend to California, they needed to put PWG on there somewhere. <laughs> I, I would imagine so. Um, you know, also like New Japan's out there. It, and another thing too is like I, I think like. Um, California itself, like just being such like a huge they have reach underground. Yeah, but I, I'm sure I'm sure that they'll put them out there. Definitely, because PWG is like a staple in, in California. It's like mm-hmm. it's like they don't put their shows online, which is is like crime right there. I'm like, how do the fans get to see it? And it's like, oh, only way to see it is to buy the tickets to the show, and that's it. Their Twitter is very minimal too, which I think is very funny. Um, they're like, all right, this person's going to be the entrant in the next. Uh, Los Angeles. I'm like, okay, that's the news. It's over. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would like to see it. And it was funny because I was having um, a conversation with um, uh, Shug Dunkerton about this uh, the other day. Like, you kind of have to like think about sometimes when you take bookings too, especially when you get to a point where you are available to choose. Like, good attendance is great, but if you don't have the ability to watch the show, or stream it, then, you know, it, it doesn't, I think you have to have like both or a balance of it to make it work. But yeah, the online presence, I agree, needs to be there. It has to be. watch it. I really they're, would. They're very old school with their VHS tapes. You know what I mean? <laughs> that could be, that's good. That could be charming in its own way, I suppose. But yeah, I, I, I thoroughly think that like streaming stuff is like the way to go, or at least like get it out there for video on demand. I mean, Super Dragon, Super, Super Dragon, right? That's the one. That, he's very old school, I heard. So, like, he just it goes a certain way. Of, you like, probably know more than, than I, but uh, <laughs> it, it sounds familiar. <laughs> I have one friend um, who is, like, very into video trading, and that's how I actually watched Shakara was, like, through his, like, tapes. I don't think I've ever been to, like, a live show as a fan except, like, twice in my whole life. Um, and that was when they came to Connecticut or did, like, a double header with a local promotion there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the tapes are important. Uh, streaming is nice though. Yeah, I remember, I remember me and Joe back in the day. We used to go to Ring of Honor shows and we used to buy the DVDs. We would, you would, I, I would have to drag you away from the table. <laughs> I used oh, to buy four at a time. I want to see any tapes in a month. Okay, you could look at your tapes. We know you have like ten thousand in your room in a box. Yeah, but there was no streaming back then, so you could. There was no way to physically watch the ring of honor shows unless you bought the tapes gina if you saw the box of tapes he had in his room you would have thought he was a hoarder he had like <laughs> every tape. So i think we, that we all uh convert to hoarderism whenever we feel passionate about something we want to collect yeah. <laughs> but yeah i mean you know I, I wasn't really around during like when i got into indie wrestling it wasn't around like the tape trading time so um that's like an era that i missed out on well it was kind of like coming out of that into you know, even just like thinking now that some promotions, even, like they stream on Twitch, is kind of a, a weird concept to me. Uh, and like, I really shouldn't think that because Twitch has been a service around for you know a while. But I digress. Uh, yeah, the streaming is great. It's the way to go. <laughs> yeah, de- definitely. I mean, like, there's there's a lot of promotions that stream on Twitch, and I'm like, I go up to their promoter and say, "This is great that you guys have these shows on Twitch because now." I don't know any of your roster and now I'm starting to learn every single one of them. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I definitely have gotten to um, like when I was up North, I didn't really know what was available in the Southern States before I moved here um, until I started watching Southern action pro in Tennessee uh, action in Georgia. Um, and also even New South in Alabama, and New South does very well. Um, and you said they had someone from All South Town on here once before. Like I wouldn't like watch like all these like places if I didn't have um, you know a, a central place that they have like integrated all these different promotions. So um, I don't know. I, I like IWTV. I use my subscription pretty well <laughs> because I, I like to watch things from different areas. Um, yep. So, and I also like miss uh, some of the wrestling up north when I'm not there. So it's nice to like keep up with Beyond, for example. Uh, that's like one of my um, uh, love letter type. Uh, Beyond's of, uh, great, by the way. So, I, yeah, I, I used to go to FET in Rhode Island. Um, not like every show, but a good amount. And uh, to see like how it went from 
uh, a warehouse or like a garage or something in Ohio. And Hardcam was like this guy who sat up in this really tall ladder with like a camera. Um, during the pandemic, IWTV was streaming like those really old episodes. And it's like, wow, look how far that they've been. And like they, they even like did American Rana at like Foxwoods Casino. Like that, that was really huge. That mm-hmm. was, that was big uh, to yeah. see it like grow like that. Yeah. Those, those shows in New England are awesome. Yeah. 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 I, I, I miss them. Uh, uh, it's, it's a little bit different now. Like it's a much more fast paced um, than, than I remember. Like when I was up there for Restival in January and I did one match um, on Uncharted Territory when, when it was in Worcester, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god! Like, did, were they like this fast before? Like, I don't really remember it being like this. Um, but you know, I digress. Like, uh, Beyond is going to be like one of those companies that I always loved because I was like a big fan of it, um, and I'm glad that they're um, you know going back to like the regular monthly shows. Um, they went back to FET recently. That was pretty cool. It's like, oh, I wish I could go back to that venue. It was really nice. It's a couple of new ones out there. Um, there's uh, Outlaw. With the Bull James promotion. Yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> um, so one of my friends, a CPA, uh, he did an outlaw show. Like, uh, I think this was 2017, and he had to like shave his head or something. Mm. If like uh, the stipulation was like he lost the match, and that was like that looked like a wild place. Like they had like a violinist or like someone with a cello come out at one what? point and play. Like, yeah, they did. Uh, I don't remember the show in particular, but yeah, that that was a. Uh, that was outlaw. Uh, I never done a, a match of Bull James, but I've seen him, seen him around before, and he's always like telling me, like, "Well, if you're in New York, let, again, let me know." And yeah, I, it, it looks like a really wild, a uh, really wild place. Cellist <laughs> comes out. That's yeah. Someone came out with a. I think it's a cello, um, and I think the if I remember correctly, the whole thing was there was someone entrance music that like annoyed somebody and then like she kind of like did this like nice little solo and then went right into like the song and it, i don't think i've ever seen anyone with a cello come out at a indie show before but nonetheless uh i give it to bull james i'm like i've never seen that before that's different that's <laughs> indies something yeah. not would come out to like, the violin yeah if we came out at, at takeover with the violin the Violinist at Brooklyn. Same idea. Yeah. So if you want to tell some of your stories, go ahead. Stage is the stage is yours. Uh, stories. Um, you know, like I, I know like a lot of people typically say that they have like really crazy travel stories um, and like lots of like crazy like um, banter that's like kind of going on. Uh, I kind of like keep it straight like uh, uh, like when i'm doing like referee stuff usually i'm someone who's like helping um you know bring in uh the ring and things like that and then you know we have to kind of like shuffle around and make sure that like when we're looking at all the matches like you know what's the time limit that we're going to give like on all of these you know it it's really like nothing too crazy uh so i'm sorry to disappoint you <laughs> Yeah, that's I, I just don't like uh, have like a lot of insane stories. Wrestlers typically do because they have, um, I don't know, they have like a type of camaraderie with each other. That's uh that's a little bit different than, you know, at least like my experience with referees, but yeah. you know, uh, it, it's fun. I, I enjoy doing it. I think that to foster the relationships that I had with people is uh, uh, probably like, you know, more unique than I could probably achieve in real life somewhere. Uh, you know, in that dark corner of the world. So it's, it's, um, I felt like since starting wrestling and actually seeing myself actually, because I always thought that when I started, especially with Slick, um, the cat might make a guest appearance again. He, <laughs> you know, I was just like, oh, you know, maybe I could just do, you know, like two shows a month or something. And, you know, that didn't happen at the time. Uh, so, yeah, I think that everything like went pretty well. Um, I think like the time that I felt most like awestruck was when I did Please Come Back for Beyond at Patriots Place near Gillette Stadium. That was a very, very big crowd. And sadly, that was like one of the uh, last shows that I did before the pandemic. Uh, but now we're kind of like getting out of it. So, yeah, 
there's a promotion in Long Island that's actually picking up steam. I don't know if you're familiar with Victory Pro Wrestling. Yes, yeah, I do know Victory Pro. Uh, VSK is like one of my favorite. Um, He's awesome. People from that area. He's very good. He's very good at being innovative. He's. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I did a match once. At, okay, I guess I do have a story. I did a match at Blitzkrieg when you, they had like two different venues that they do. That, that's one promotion I really miss working at. Uh, one would be at like the Moose Lodge that was in Massachusetts. And it's more of a closed one. Like they don't stream it. They don't really videotape it much because it's like a, a bar wrestling. People, you know, go drinking. And he, um, Jeremy Leary, who runs that promotion, like he's, always very encouraging for me to interact with the audience because they want to be interacted with there uh, versus the other shows over at the Enfield banquet hall. That it's very, it's a little bit different. Uh, so Manders had a match with VSK um, and VSK does this like thing during his comeback where he like hits a rope down the center, at, like down, like through the middle rather, and then out to the other side and every time I'm in a match with him, I always like, he always tells me to move or almost bump into him because I like, don't know where he wants me to stand. Um, but yeah, he's very good. Uh, for some reason, like they had a, like they were drinking beer and then they gave me one and I never had like Pabst Blue Ribbon before. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm going to have to take a drink of this beer. So, you know, because all the fans were telling me to do, I'm like, this is disgusting. But I had like a <laughs> smile. It's like, oh, this is, mm, this is good. Oh God, it's like burning my teeth out. Um, so yeah. Uh, so thank you VSK for letting me drink my first, uh, you know, blue ribbon. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. He, he uh, did a lot of stuff at victory pro. I think that's where he started out. Um, yeah. and yeah, I, I think, uh, uh, Oh, John is like running it now. Um, yeah, Johnny, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Johnny's doing uh, doing it really good. Yeah, they, they were uh, they kind of took a dip for a bit, and I'm glad that it's actually doing quite well. And uh, you know, um, did Eric James come for there too, or was he? Yeah, 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 he came from he there. Too. Okay, yeah. yeah, I saw a really really old. I don't know which like thing it was in Jersey, but like it was. I missed the uh, tips too. VSK, Eric James, uh, Matt Reefer was in it. There was two other people, and they also was Bandito Junior back before he started being a ref at WWE who did like a ladder match. And it's like, almost like you can't even recognize them at all. Mm. I wish I remember what the name of that promotion was, but that, that was a sight to behold. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad that they're going, uh, victory pro is doing very well because, um, you know, I never got the chance to work for them, but yeah. Uh, yeah. I, up I get excited whenever they post like, Oh, our matches are coming up. Oh, yay. That's exciting. <laughs> Yeah, they've been picking up steam ever since uh, the pandemic. Right, yes, Joe? yeah, I'm, gl I'm glad. Yeah, um, New York was. Uh, oh, geez, yeah, I never worked for Cap, and I, I really wanted to, but I know a good amount of people from there. Um, and uh, I did like one thing in the Bronx once, and that was like a terrifying drive to get in there because uh, you have to take like this one exit where you, you risk it all by like going off the highway. Oh, um, but yeah, that that was a, that was a good time. Um, do you watch Chaotic? Do you keep up with them? I would try to keep up with them, but it's kind of hard, though. But they, from the clips we've seen on the internet, they're doing some good stuff over yes. there. Yeah, yeah. Davian was champion, and she lost it, and I told oh, her I feel oh. very sad about it. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was very excited to see that she won the championship because she's a very hardworking, hardworking yeah. individual. She deserves uh, it. Yes. Yeah, I, I completely agree. She's a very lovely person. I was very happy to see her at the in the beginning. Your and, and Kathleen, oh my gosh! Oh, little mean Kathleen. Yeah. Yes. So yeah. the first time I met her was at this um, show called Wrestle Party in Providence, and that was a fun place to work. Uh, Sully Banger rang that uh, ran that one, and it's a very very inclusive type of place. But like the matches were wacky. So there was um, a tag match that was with Middlesex Express and the Ugly Ducklings. They drove all the way from South Carolina or whatever they were from to do that tag match there. And in the middle of the match, after I got kicked in the face, um, I rolled out and then they started playing like the Mento song. 
and these ninjas came out and started like, and Kathleen was one of the ninjas. (laughs) I think um, Becca was one of the ninjas too, because um, they used to help out at that place all the time. Uh, Kathleen used to actually do, um, like she used to be in charge of like the ring for top rope. And that was a really tough ring to do because like it, it was just like position, a lot of the pieces were very different. So she worked incredibly hard uh, to get to where she is. And now she's like so amusing. She's awesome. Yeah. Her and Teddy are a very fun team. She's, she just screams and like, you know, she, she knows what to do. She's, she's I was great. telling people like, people that don't know her, I was telling people like, Kathleen doesn't have to do much to get the crowd smiling. She just stomps her feet and claps her hands. And the crowd just like, Coach. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know her too well, but during that time when she was like first starting out and like we would, you know, do those Provident shows, like it, it, it does like seem like authentically her. <laughs> she just always had a very fun uh, personality. So I'm glad that she's doing really well. Um, you know, and Becca's, uh, I think she's back now. She had like a broken arm or something. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, that was kayfabe. I'm like, did she really play her arm? <laughs> she did. I think she did. Or, or maybe she sprained it. Maybe that's why it didn't take too long to, uh, mm. but yeah, I remember like I was following her stuff when she was in England and I think she came home early because she sprained it. And I'm like, that really sucks. Cause mm. you know, she went all the way out there for her tour. But she's so, a heel now. She's like, you know why? Cause I, I'm Becca and I'm strong. That's why I heal me. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> and that, that seems like her. Yeah. Well, me and Kathleen starting to make our way towards New York, which is cool. That's good. Yeah, yeah. She's also like studying to be like a lawyer, I think. Yeah, too. Like it, it's yeah, <laughs> it's um, it's really it must be so hard for her. I never had to like go through like intensive school like that while trying to wrestle, but um, yeah, she's she's doing really good for herself. So. Wrestling open, you could you could watch her. Yeah, ten dollars. Yeah, ten dollars <laughs> yeah. a month. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, no, wait, ten dollars a week. Yeah, we we. Oh, we, oh, to, oh, you go up there. Yeah, I'm saying if it's ten dollars oh, a okay, week. To, yeah. No, I'm saying if you go up there, it's ten dollars. I'm like, that's like the cheapest wrestling show ever. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah, you're freaking out. When they were telling us. Somebody said it to us, and they were like, I think it was Dante. Dante, Dante you can go ten dollars. Me and Geek were like, dollars for a ticket. You yeah, and I think that they do a, a raffle for like a gas card now every week too. Arlie, how much is a ticket for a PPW show? If you're still still in the chat, probably like thirty dollars. Thirty dollars for a P. I, I've never PPW. That's when I told you about. I I've been in this deep now for thirteen years. I've never been to PPW show because I you know I the only shows I really know of are NYWC, uh, VPW. Mm-hmm. I know of PPW because. Because Harley and the people that have been in that promotion. But- NYWC, I think, was like one of the best schools. Um, and I'm glad that, um, you know, that it's like kind of like coming back. Uh, but the Alex Reynolds, I think, when he was on the independence, was one of the best, um, you know, heels to work with. And I've done a few of his matches and he's an intense, intense guy. Um, and it, it's so funny because like, uh, he really came from like a, a really good school. I think Johnny Silver trained up there as well. And then eventually they made their way down to cap and started working there too. But yeah, and does you see Tremperetta came from there? Um, Kip Stevens also came from there too. Uh, there's a very funny interview on uh, the year one podcast from Logan Black when he was doing those, he did that with Kip and <laughs> He would talk about how, like, um, even if, like, Kip was really sad that he didn't do, like, a good job at training, Trent's like, oh, that sucks. You, you want to wrestle? Like, he was just, like, so <laughs> casual about, like, always wanting to train, you know. But I, I just want to go on on a side like that because NYWC, you know, has really good history. So I'm glad you brought that up. We actually, me and Geek, when I lived in Long Island, me and Geek went to our last July, me and Geek went to our very first show in 13 years we hadn't been we hadn't been to an nywc show uh, it was an outdoor wrestling show and it was about what 90 degrees that day like a, I was it was 90 but probably felt like 110 or something like that yeah and <laughs> combined we drank 20 bottles of water that day probably 10 each Penny, ten each that's why i said 20 10 each. okay yeah i i wish i had 20 bottles of water when i was a I had to go in the summer, but yeah. NYWC, like, um, 
I feel like that sounds about right because there was a time where like there was like a low point or a hiatus from what I uh, heard about, but you know, then, then like they came back and I think it was their first maybe show. Not, I, don't know. I could have sworn that was their first show back. And it literally it was hilarious. Geek looked like that meme of Key when he's when he's lying and he's sweating. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's your geek look. I'm like, geek, get some water. No, I'm fine. And he's just like pouring sweat out of his forehead. I'm yeah, like, he will pass out. Geek, um, get up now. He's like, I don't want to miss a moment. I'm gonna yeah. go get water. I'll be right back. There was yeah. a fan who once uh, passed out at Joey Janela's spring break in oh, Tampa. Geez. Oh my god, that that was a, that was really crazy. That was a that was a really big crowd. Um, I think like I wasn't there for every show. I did like uh, for the culture, then I did um, uh, spring break. But like the blood sport crowd, I think was like the largest out of like that whole collective for um, that week. And yeah, like I was wondering, like because it was like so hot, like are people going to stay hydrated? And yeah, we had like one person, unfortunately. But he was fine, uh, you know, and just needed to like time out for a bit. But yeah, uh, that 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 was certainly like a time. And staying hydrated is incredibly, incredibly important for sure. But that's yeah. the one thing they should do at right, indie shows. I know it's going to sound kind of mean, but they should have water on call for the fans. Yeah, I, I hear you because you know, especially if you're going to be in Florida, it's like you know the warm seasons like here now. Um, you know, and I know that sometimes like with WWN, like they run, they have to run in like these places where it is like kind of outdoors, but there's like a roof because like there's no way that you could sit in like a room where it's like stuffy in Florida heat. That can happen. I agree. Yeah, you know. Um, well, let's see if we can make it happen. <laughs> I, know, I know these companies want to make money, but you guys could sell other things. You could sell soda. You could sell this. You could sell chips, hot dogs. But don't charge people for water. It's like a safety issue right there. I think at it, Blitzkrieg, they used to have free water at the banquet hall. Um, yeah. And it was like a um, one of those jugs with like, you know, just take a cup and, you know, do that. Okay. It's like how do you all these companies, you know, to make a dollar for water or something like <laughs> was, that? I think at that indie show, is that NYWC show, the water was a dollar. It's so a dollar. Like, I'm like, it's a dollar. It's a yeah. Dollar. Like well, I will say, to find a water bottle that's a dollar these days is probably a good price. Yeah. yeah like, but, I, I, but I'm saying it. It's still, if it's 110 degrees, Joe, that's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is it's 110 degrees should be a safety issue for the fans. What if one of the fans pass out during the middle of the show? What do they do now? No, oh, I'm saying because one has medical issues, you know what I mean? Like, that yeah. could be dangerous. Yeah, exactly, you know? Like, if they, they want to keep the fans safe and alive, then have a free bottle, have a free, a free case of water, like, cases Something. of water on the side. You know, water, grab Something. it, and go. Don't charge him a dollar for water. That's like you evil. want to buy a soda or a beer. Got you. Yeah, exactly. That's obvious. But I'm saying water is like if it's 110 degrees, that's like a safety issue. <laughs> that's like the time I went to a Yankee game and it was so hot. Normally, it's a, I like oh they said on the radio oh they're gonna you're gonna get free a free thing of water. They gave you a little shot glass of water when you when you walked into the stadium. I'm like. I've been to that stadium, and it's like it, even parking is. It was uh, the old Yankee uh, Stadium, the original one, the old G. I said uh, to my friend, "How the how the heck is this little glass of water going to keep me hydrated the whole game?" I looked at the security guy. Do you expect me to like zip this the whole game, like it's a good fine wine or something? Like, <laughs> what are we supposed to do? Like, hmm. the stadiums will will rip you off. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, especially that one. Yeah. Always take the train in, never park there. Yeah, that's what I do too. <laughs> I take the train up from uh, Beacon, New York, and I, it's now easier to get to the stadium if you go from Beacon to Yankee Stadium. Yeah, I was I was luckily there um, after they did the, you know, big renovation. Um, yeah. So that was, yeah, that was something. Not a Yankees fan at all, but boy, are those uh, fans, uh, yeah, they're, they're harsh. <laughs> I've I've had to deal with harsh fans. Uh, I've had to deal with both sides of it. <laughs> Richard Holiday, I, I know him very well because um, he trained at like a school 
uh, that's kind of close by to the one that I was at. And he's a very big Yankees fan and would just always bust me about how I did not like the Yankees. And yeah. But he would spend whatever he wanted to go see them. And I'm like, all right, that's an expensive stadium, but sure. <laughs> he's marketable, so I guess he makes all the money that he wants to see Yankees games when he needs to. I remember we had what do we have? Oh, we had one. He had the, the House of Pain on, and they yes. were saying how they performed at uh, Fenway Park. Yes, I, I was there with them for Fenway. Uh, so they would have a um, festival once a year around like September or so. And one of the people who's associated with Bell Time Club, which run by Bo Douglas, uh, Channing Thomas came from Bell Time. Little Mean Kathleen came from Bell Time. Uh, let's see, Alec Price came from Bell Time as well uh, before maybe they moved on to Nepois or something. Um, so Bo Douglas uh, and this guy named Dante uh, would coordinate to get our, the ring into the Fenway Stadium. And the show would be like 16 matches long with Whoa. like a rumble because they needed to keep banging out these matches because all these people were still coming in for the festival. Like there were other things to do there. So that was a very long day. Uh, Rich Palladino would ring announce the entire day, the whole time. And Rich is also responsible for doing the bell and time. So, you know, he, he really was like, I told him like, you know, cause I, I at least had breaks in between but he had to sit out there the whole time, like Rich. Like, if you need to, like, run to the bathroom or something, I could take over for a moment. Um, yeah, it's 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 a very very long t- a show. Yep, yeah, uh, House of Pain was there. Um, I actually did a match with Channing Thomas and Christian Casanova or Camilo on WWE right now on NXT before he got signed. Um, and it was so funny because like Channing Thomas he told me that like, everyone's going to love me. They're going to cheer me. And he looked like a slob. And I'm like, no, I, I don't think that they're going to like cheer you at all. And it's like, well, you know, Casanova is like a bad guy. Like they're totally going to boo, boo him. And like the exact opposite happened. He just steps out like one, one step Channing Thomas from like the, the entrance and they just immediately started booing him. So oh, geez. it was like, <laughs> and I'm like, well, I mean, what are you, you're looking like a slob. Like he had like, uh, um, he is from Massachusetts, but he had the Red Sox like Jersey on, but he, it looked like he was doing it in a way that like sort of mocked all of the fans there. So they just started booing him and he's like, all right, I guess I'm going to have to be a bad guy today. <laughs> That's like yeah. how that works. So that was, um, no, I actually worked with Casanova, I think, a couple times after before he got signed. But, yeah, that, that was an interesting – that was very interesting. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, he, he was, um, you know sor- – I sorely miss him. Uh, he was a really good talent to have in New England. Had that really nice scissor kick. Um, but he's, he's doing really well on NXT, so happy to see that. But, yeah, that, that was a very long day. That's a very long day at Fenway. Have you ever worked with Donovan Dijak or Chad Epic? No, uh, Chad, no, he, he would always be like at the Rhode Island stuff whenever I was there, but I don't think like we ever had, um, I would work with Stephen Lust and, um, you know, the other Steve who since changed his name, uh, a a couple of times, um, Dijak, no, I did, I saw him when I was a fan, he wrestled at NEW that was held in Bethany, Connecticut. That's a huge, that's a hot crowd there. Really hot. Um, and he had a match with Taven, and there's this guy, his name is Dave Woods. I don't know. He's just, like, a fan who, like, everyone loves. <laughs> he would bring, like, these really nice elaborate signs with him. So he had um, a Taven sign that he had on, like, these wooden posts. And Dijak took it and threw it, ripped it and threw it into the crowd, and the post hit my glasses and cracked oh. it. Mm. And I was just like, should I say something to him? Like, hey, you actually, like, burnt my glasses glasses like can I get like some money for my glasses or something um uh so I, I, he could have took my eye out but I guess my glasses saved my life that day um yeah. but no no I, I haven't um Anthony Green for sure I I worked for him when he did uh did any of you go up to zero one USA Northeast no 
that it, it only ran like a few shows like in, in Massachusetts, but it's supposed to be like the zero one Japanese American. Really? They, they had a Japanese, they had an American version of that. Cause I yes, heard yeah, it, it is like, it is still a promotion, but they would like split it up into this, different chapters. So I think like the original one is um, in the Midwest area and they have one either South or out West. And then Anthony green got um, the green light to do a Northeast chapter. So we would dress up. We had the full um, turnbuckle pads, the complete ones. One was blue and one was red. So you had uh, opposite corners to start people off in. 20 counts of the outside. Uh, but that, that was really like the, the only difference there. Um, uh, it's kind of like winning the lottery. It, it was fun. Uh, the first um, champion that was crowned there was uh, Bear Bronson. So he was our first champion. Uh, Alex Reynolds worked there. Mark Sterling worked there. Uh, Josh Briggs worked there. Um, Casanova worked there. Anthony, like all these, like, oh, w- uh, Ava Everett, of course, she worked there too. I love Ava. Uh, she'll be coming home soon from Germany, I think. Uh, and um, trying to think, they, they had like a pretty big run. I, Alec Price, oh my God, he had a match. Um, and you go to open, so of course, you know how Alec Price is. Yeah. He, like, broke the chandelier uh, when he was like practicing like these flips. Cause he's like such a lanky guy. And he like kicked the chandelier and like, and like mm-hmm. a piece of glass like broke off. I'm like, well, I guess we're going to bring the broom out. And like, we had to delay like the show for a little bit while we're like sweeping that up. So uh, Alec watching him. Uh, so bell time club, uh, the one of the place I mentioned of Bo Douglas, Bo and Slick Wagner Brown were childhood friends from Boston. And when they first started training, they went to a killer Kowalski school together. So test of strength, uh, Slick Wagner Brown school and bell time club are kind of like brother sister schools. And Alec was one of their first like students from that crop. And, uh, I remember like one of his first matches was like a, was this like rumble thing. And he was like in the final four and to see where he's gone now, especially like all he's doing in limitless is really amazing. Um, I don't know if you saw the match with him and Drake at the end of Russell. It was like the last match. Yeah. It was very good. Um, he, Alec really went the distance with that show because they were like, it, it like Omicron was like starting and like a lot of people canceled. Um, and Alec like did basically like a match almost like on every show. And there were like six shows that whole weekend. Um, sure. So he, he's, but he always like brings it a hundred percent. He's awesome. So, I've seen his I know. I'm so happy that he's doing well. I, I'm really, really happy for him. Uh, there's, there's a lot of like talent coming up in that area. That's like, yeah, I'm happy. Like little Kathleen and Becca, yeah. <laughs> and the little ninjas from who, who would have known that these little ninjas would have grown up to be, you know, have you worked with a Brian? Was it Brian Ryan Goslin? I think it is. Brent, oh, uh, Brian uh, Ryan Brian Go- I, so the funny thing with him is that uh, I think he came to test his strength to do like a few classes. So I just, you know, did like some practice matches with him, but that's it though. Um, yeah. He seems like he's do. Uh, maybe it's him. Maybe it's not. I'm sorry. I, I don't know the names too well, but he's looking like he's really exploding um, up. Is he a cap student actually? No, no, he's not. But uh, some people said that you should definitely have him on the podcast because he's a good recommendation. Yeah. Um, oh, is he, he's a, he's like with um, Mac and Channing, right? In that group there. The New Eng- I think he's in the New England area. That okay. All right. That. All right. Yeah. I think that we did uh, train a few times. Um, yeah, he he's like he's a firecracker if it's if it's who I think it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I do see like that, um, and he's seeming to do well. Uh, but yeah, like the, the newer because like you know the past two years I've been here and I only really go up north for like uh, you know stuff like when they need me to. Um, and it's like I, I feel like I'm missing out and like seeing all these people grow up. But now that I actually have like you know all these streaming capabilities, I can watch um, them do very well. So. You know, it, it's a it's very sentimental sometimes. Like even seeing Channing Thomas uh, doing well on Wrestling Open, uh, yeah. And then Alec Price uh, took the Bone Storm Championship from Tennessee, yeah. and uh, me being a future Tennessee tenant, I have to say something about that. <laughs> so he's got to come down here and defend that 
a buy me bone storm or go to hell title because that's a, <laughs> I, that doesn't sit right with me. I mean, he, Alec Price is great, but that, that's a Southern title. I've told him, I'm like, you need to come down to Long Island. There's some pretty belts you guys have to win. And he goes, Ooh, I got to come to Long Island. <laughs> I love that. So he had a match with uh, Adam Priest, who's an Alabama wrestler. He's a Bama, Bama wrestler. So very, very Southern. He doesn't have like a very thick accent um, that, you know, but Alec does. And they had a match um, at the um, Kevin, that's what they called it, the uh, super show that was at Restable. And um, they had like a back and forth where it was like they didn't know what the other one was saying, especially Alec. He's, a, <laughs> he's funny like that. But yeah, I, I mean, he could go anywhere. Um, I believe... I'm trying to remember like what was like the last thing that he did that was like really major, but Alec is like getting booked everywhere. So good for him. But if you're listening, I remember you from when you did that rumble and you had the orange bikers and that was like your first set of gear or something. (laughs) So it is nice. It's it's great to see people like do well. There's a a lot of wrestlers right now that are like, they're getting the name out there and they think that nobody's watching, but like YouTube Right now, for the indie scene, if you're like from a different country, now you get a chance to see America. You know what I mean? Like, there's people that, that we know that we've had on the podcast. We we just had a, a, a German wrestler named La Katrina, and we told her about the VPW. She's like, I have to check it out. I have to check it out. And now, somebody in Germany is watching a Long Island wrestling promotion. Yeah. I, I you know, Beyond especially has like, um, test of strength when we put our matches out. Yeah, there, there's definitely um, lots of international presence. Um, intergender matches like do pretty well. Uh, hopefully not for the nefarious reasons, but I mean, you know, intergender matches, I like them a lot and I feel like they should be um, spotlighted and any match really should, but that especially. Um, yeah, beyond get, you know, they when they broke like years and years ago, like a million subscribers or something maybe not a million but it was like a really high number of subscribers like that was a huge deal and that it kind of was like i feel like beyond is very good at pioneering things like that was a very big pinnacle for people monetizing from youtube for wrestling shows so yeah i I think youtube is also a very good source as well Mm -hmm. don't know uh, much about german uh german uh promotions uh back in the day when we used to have like a uh facebook group for referees like during the pandemic they had like a q a and there was like a, a referee from germany who came in and did a q a that's it all was, i know the yeah. one of the shows that la katrina did would be at the set at the find the match again on message i'll have to send it to you the show they did the entire right keep right they did entire high school gym or something i like in the gym on the stage, so the ring was on in on the stage. It's nice. <laughs> the entrances were so elaborate, like La Katrina's. It was so eerie because the music was like oh, and she had like the skull, <laughs> and there was like smoke coming out of the skull. It was and the, yeah, and then, then spirits were rising from the grave. Yeah, um, and like <laughs> on the back wall were like these two, a man and a woman with skull makeup on, like. Yeah, it, it, when Ava, um, you know, whenever she comes back, uh, I, I do want to ask her a lot about um, what, what it was like uh, wrestling in Germany. Because I do see some things like pictures and photos. And yeah, they do seem to really, really invest in their production. Yeah. It was, the girl she faced was like the candy girl of power. Candy power. Candy power. That's what her name is. Candy power. Okay. She's little right. and she's candy. She, right. Her and what's the name would be a good team. <laughs> well, you send me that match and I'll watch it. Oh, yeah. It was a good match. You know, that will be, be new for me. Yeah. Here's another promotion you got to check out. They're, they're basically on an island. And Joe knows I'm going with this one. Yes. They stream their shows on Twitch. It's called Outcast Pro Wrestling. Oh, uh, okay. Like, uh-huh. 
I'll cast have you, it. Have, have you heard of them or? Uh... No, I'm just like saying, like it makes sense that they would call it outcast if they're on an island. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. There you go. And their their promotion is actually I watched it. Half their matches are like five star matches. They're actually that good. That's cool. And more people should know about them. What? Where is this island? Island of was it right or something like that? Island of right. Island of White in England. That's where it's in called. England. Okay. Yeah, it's on a small island. You're trying to get us to come there so bad. I'm like, yeah. I go there. I think I'll be like, you're the only Puerto Rican on this island, Joe. This is great. <laughs> it's not even tropical. <laughs> yeah, it's not even. <laughs> we walk around going, yeah, Joe. You want some of this food? Of do course. I have any pets? I do. Um, one cat made an appearance earlier. His name is Kimchi. Kim and Chi. I have a fish. Um, I have like so many fish. That's Ginger Baker. I, I name them all after drummers. Sometimes they die though. So that's it though. That, the cats are the drummers. <laughs> the ki- yeah, uh, the cat's like a normally loud. He's actually like pretty good right now, but um, whenever I have like work meetings, yeah, he's he's like going. So I heard lucky. him talking before. Yep, yep. <laughs> just yeah. yells like he's like food's never going to show up again. He's it will. That's why the chat said hello. Hey, kimchi. I was like, why did they just say? Why did they say that? Uh, <laughs> I was like saying, yeah. they bother yeah, with he, that? he knows my cat personally, so he's just like saying. Hey, I wasn't trying to. Hey, I didn't know who kimchi was. <laughs> I'm like, who's kimchi? Right? Yeah, kimchi, when he, like, yeah. I read that. I was like, oh no. I had another cat named Wasabi, so like I, you know, oh, somebody, put, somebody put yeah. a championship belt in, the, in there. He's welcome on up. All right, thank you. That's quite the uh, the logo. Yeah, I know. I enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it. <laughs> so creative with these people. Now. Sometimes you see, it's something you see on TikTok with the mouth thing. That yeah, why not? <laughs> I wish I could. Mostly, like whenever I post like images, it's just like stills from The Simpsons, and then I just call it a day. That's really it. Yeah, that's me. So, what's your favorite food? My favorite food? Oh God. Um, uh, I eat like popcorn constantly. So, <laughs> so great. Yeah, I know. What a weird like thing to, to say. Popcorn? I enjoy popcorn. Like the healthy popcorn? I, I, I eat different foods. My dad, um, you know, he worked on a cruise ship and was a chef, like, you know, for his whole life. So he, he would always just like cook me good stuff. And he loves wrestling. So <laughs> it works out. Yeah. I don't think I have a favorite. Do you have favorites? Me? Yeah. Uh, we like taco and pizza here in Gurk. Uh, Gurk. I called him Gurk. Geek. Wow. That's my new name. It's going to be called Gurk now. Sorry, you got to keep it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep it. Gurk sometimes. Metal Gurk now. Until, until you win the, the original title. Until the title back. Yeah, yeah those are staple foods. Yeah. I got two titles. You can't see the other one because it's covered by the logo. Pop them burgers for me. That's all I eat. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm half Puerto Rican, so I always go to rice and beans and the and, mm-hmm. and the nice thing of uh Ben Neal. Big yeah, red beans um, are like yeah. I I'll probably like in, you just inject it. Into oh, I would hit, like I like both. I like the red rice and bean with the the, the beans, but I also like the white rice and with the, the the a river of beans just like around the white rice. Just like yeah, you'd be happy. I'm carrying my plate like. Please don't spill. <laughs> don't trip on the dog. Don't trip on the dog. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, that, that's me in my house. Please don't trip on the dog. This is not going to happen. Uh, have you seen any good movies lately? Uh, I saw the Batman. Awesome. I liked it. Awesome. Uh, I, it. It's weird because like I was kind of thinking about like how the Nolan trilogy was like such a big deal. Um, and I didn't really watch it until, you know, dark day, but you know, then like death happened and that's just like what kind of, uh, fortunately promoted the movie more. Um, I think that's probably my favorite Bruce Wayne character in mm-hmm. a movie. I would need to see another one to see if like, he's going to be my favorite Batman though. Um, cause he's supposed to be like a pretty young in the, in the Batman biz. So 
Uh, he was like kind of, you know, making mistakes and whatever. But I thought that Robert Pattinson was a good choice when they originally announced it. Um, I saw him in The Devil All the Time. And ever I saw that movie, I'm like, yeah, he could basically do whatever he wants. And then The Lighthouse came out and that was freaking weird. So it's a weird movie. Uh, but yeah, that, that was a good one. Um, I know you still have to see Spider-Man, so we won't yeah. don't, don't <laughs> comment on Spider-Man. Uh, don't spoil yeah. anything for Joe at the end of Batman either. He already okay. told me, and I and, I, and then I, he said, "Oh, dude, you heard spoiler, this spoiler, spoiler, it's spoiler. long. It's a very, very long movie." Yes, but I told my dad wants to see it, and then somebody like told me that it's really long, and he goes, "Really? Oh, <laughs> like he went from we're gonna see it, Rand, we're gonna see it, Joe, we're gonna see it to it's like that." Me and the guy's like, <laughs> like the hand, like ah, eh. it's I, I hours and so like. It goes it goes by pretty quick actually. I didn't even notice like it was like that long until like oh okay the sun's down like when I went outside or something. <laughs> it's like that's like really it. If um, I'm scared. I'll be watching the movie with my dad. He's just like, but dad, dad, wake up. My dad yeah, does that. That was kind of like me because I saw the movie at like nine thirty at night and uh, it was over at like one o'clock in the morning. And yeah. Jeez. Like, Did no. you stay for the for the credits for that no. one? Okay. Yeah, I didn't either because I was just like, all right, okay, it's well, 11. I got to get up like the next day pretty early. Um, yeah. Very worth it, though. Yeah. Like a lot. Great movie, though. Anyway, should I say my WrestleMania story or should I? I think you want to. I think that's a good closer. That's a good, that's a good closer. Do you have a WrestleMania story of like. I don't. But the, no, I think mine's a little more interesting, though. But <laughs> anyway, okay. I'll shoot it away. Um, so. Me and Joe went to WrestleMania together. This was like the first show we've been to in a long time. So, show's over. Joe decides, it's like, I think I'm going to go. Me and my dad are like, my dad's like, we don't need to watch the fireworks. That's it. We're, 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 we're going. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he left. So, and, all right, we're getting the train. All right. And then I'm heading back to New York to go back to Long Island. And, the thing is, it's like, I look at the train time and I'm like, to go back to Long Island, I'm like, okay, we're fine, we're fine. I look to, I, I pen and I'm like, shit, the next train's not till three in the morning. <laughs> Wait, when, when did you leave the stadium, though? Do you remember? I, it must have been one. It must have been one o'clock. Oh, okay, all right. And it oh, was like, one thirty was like the last train or something. We must have just missed it. And I'm like, what do we do? All right, let's go eat pizza <laughs> and Penn Station. And we just yeah, sat there. There's nothing else you can do. I, I did that once where um, I missed a last train from Manhattan at Grand Central back to Connecticut. It had to like wait out in some deli until like six in the morning the next day. It was miserable. Oh, <laughs> what time do you get home? Oh, uh, that? Well, uh, it's probably about, I think the worst travel story. Maybe this might be a good one to end on. Um, so I was in Philadelphia recently, but unfortunately I couldn't make it to the show because the snow was like, it was a pretty bad storm. Um, and I was flying back. This was a few weeks ago. I was supposed to be leaving at like 9.50 or something at night. Get back here at, I don't know, like 12 something, but it was also daylight savings. Um, we got to get rid of that. It's like, it's a, it's a spawn of the devil. Um yeah. And it's uh, it was weird because, like, they kept delaying it, but they wouldn't flat out cancel it. Because I was like, oh, I could just, you know, stay at my friend's house because she said I could just, you know, she could pick me up whenever she wanted to, you know, if I had to stay. Um, she wasn't too far away. But they kept, like, delaying it. Long story short, it didn't get the, – the plane to bring us home didn't get until 4 in the morning. Oh, uh, and on top of that, there it was spring break, so there was like this whole sea of high schoolers. Some of them were kind of losing it because I think they got there earlier than I did. Um, so the plane gets into the gate, and we're like, "Yeah, we could go on," but no, we have to wait for the pilot to show up. So we had to oh. wait for the pilot, and then we had to wait for a flight attendant uh, because they had to switch out. Then someone in the crowd had to go to the hospital and we had to like wait for the ambulance to come to get clearance to bring them on. We get on the plane. Uh, I, we don't leave until six in the morning because there's an issue with the paperwork and whatever. We take the flight, we land and uh, we have to wait at the gate another half hour because the 
little thingy has broken the bridge from the door to the inside. So that, that was a 12 hour endeavor. I did not get home until like 10 30 in the morning. I was very tired, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that that's like the worst traveling story. Go on a close. <laughs> I do want to, if we want to wrap it up, but he's like, do you have any upcoming shows? Yes. Uh, I have WWN that's going to be in Port Ritchie, Florida. Then in March 6, I will be at Action that is in Tyrone, Georgia. Uh, Anthony Henry just got announced to be on that show. So that will be streaming live on IWTV. Then we're going to be going to Uncharted Territory. Uh, that's going to be out of Red Bank near Chattanooga, Tennessee on the 9th, which is Monday. And that's the premiere. Uh, I forgot what time. I'm sorry if you're watching and I'm getting the time wrong. It's either 7.30 or 8.00. Uh, the announcement just came out for like the opening match, which is Jaden Newman against uh, Alex Kane. So it's uh, if you are interested in looking at Southern wrestling, I'm also getting acquainted to it as well. Uh, if you have IWTV, ten dollars a month, you could that that's five, but together is ten. Uh, then you can watch that. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it worked it out. So yep, that's what I got. Thank and, you for asking. And, and social media is also. Yeah, that's my social media. Um, I'm not very active on uh, Instagram, but I'll try to be. And my Twitter is kind of abysmal because I kind of like post like Simpsons memes, but you, you get the idea. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm much more active on there. Um, and you joke around with people. So thank you very much. Uh, appreciate that. And um, we want. Happy to hear that Victory Pro is doing well. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny's cool. I, I like yeah. him. So. Yeah, Johnny's a cool guy. Yes, <laughs> but um, anyway, uh, we want to thank you so much for coming to the podcast. You've been awesome, by the way. Thank you. you know? Lots of fun. Thank yeah. you. I hope, uh, you know, in the future, when you go to WrestleMania, you don't have to wait till four in the morning. Oh, there's more travel stories, but I'm, I'm with you in California. I'm dra- I'm walking like the child carrying Woody down the street. You'll have me dragging a tall, skinny guy with with here down the street, so ow, I could take the bus. No, we're walking. <laughs> yeah, bring a wheelbarrow. Yeah, oh, that's what I'll do. Yeah, All right, man. there's more travel stories, but I don't think we have time for them. So. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, I'm Joe Panther the third. I'm Metal Geek. I'm Gina. <laughs> and we will see you in the next one. <laughs>